like the boy, like Kiff. <laughs> Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm the boy. <laughs> and I'm Kiff. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the Darden Dawnsall. I was really hoping that you were going to do a Zap Brannigan impression then, Brett, and I'm disappointed you didn't, because I think you would have done a fantastic <laughs> one. Still an hour. Uh, gentlemen, how are we? How is everyone? Brett, what about you? What have you been up to? Oh, good golly, Miss Molly. It's been a, a bit of a week since last we spoke. Um, I got really geared up, um, got some parts and things that I needed in the mails, and then decided to start working on the interior of the Airstream, which means I've really got to start peeling out uh, aluminium pieces. And wouldn't you know it, first day, first panel that I actually tried to remove after doing a hundred or so rivets holding that panel in, is I decided to wang myself in the face Fine. with the edge of <laughs> uh, this aluminum panel and cut open my forehead, which was super, super fun. Super glue stitches to the rescue. Um, so that was a bit unfortunate. And, and honestly, it kind of sat me on my butt for a little bit. It, it took the wind out of my sails that day because it just hurt. It's a god dang much. Um, but then I got right back to it because we're in a bit of a good uh, weather pattern right now. Al, there's your weather point oh, for the I'm, day. I've got a build. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I got back to it and I finally got through... Um, I sorted out a bunch of information about the thing because I've been trying to look for taillights and replacement parts for specific years because the Airstreams change regularly. And although the paperwork says it's a 1969, it is not, <laughs> wouldn't you know? <laughs> so like the titling and paperwork and stuff, I don't know. They, it's just a trailer, I guess. They don't really care. But uh, I'm, I now have a bunch of forums saved as tabs so that I can go and check on what other people are talking about or have talked about. And there's a little serial number panel on the side that tells you what year, how long it is, what body style it is. All of those things are just in like a 10 digit code. So if you know what to look for, you'll get the thing. Uh, right. So, uh, most important aspects are checking on the chassis and the frame underneath. So chassis. that's what I've been getting to chassis for the last couple chassis. of days. I finally got the uh, back. The furthest panel to the back was the one I was most concerned with because it was pretty rotted, but it was, there was a layer of AstroTurf and then carpet pad and then three quarter inch OSB. And I got through that only to realize that there was a layer of linoleum and then another three quarter inch plywood the original plywood that was underneath there uh all of the bolts were rusted out because stainless steel i don't think was quite a thing back then or at least is available so ripped out the entire back panel just to see and crossed my fingers the entire time hoping the frame hadn't rotten out like every single video i've watched of people restoring these and wouldn't you know it we're good we're actually how's good. an extreme rotting Oh, because the frame. Sorry? Is not, I mean, I yeah, the, the, the chassis is yeah. steel, um, and it's it's just really uh, it can be a huge concern if there was ever water damage or leaks or whatever. Considering the thing's sixty years old, I just I was expecting taking out the floor and then just seeing dust. Uh, turns out 
I guess it was stowed in, in such a place for so long that it's not too bad. So I've got a little bit of fabrication to do. I'll pull the welder around over there and do a little bit of patchwork on just a couple of places that have some minor damage, a little cleanup and fix the holes. And then I could do, do a bunch of aluminum work. Ow. Which I'm excited. I got a neoprene hammer. Ooh. And some things to take some dents out. Sandbag? There's, there's no show. I just sand. Uh, Bag. This is very true. <laughs> uh, I think it'll actually be kind of like... Uh, I have to do solid rivets for the outside. So there's like a mandrel tool, you know, and then uh, you, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. like setting a rivet that way. Uh, that's for the exterior. And then the interior is all just basic uh, rivets, which... My new favorite tool, probably favorite tool, is going to be showing up this week, which is a, a battery-operated riveter. I saw I, read... I saw this old Tony's latest video, which was about battery-operated pruning shears, and I thought of you with the riveted gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I posted a few things on the Patreon Instagram, and like uh, Brian Prusa immediately messaged him, was like, "Hey, just." Point of point of thought, uh, you should get a riveter, like an actual <laughs> riveter. It was like, it's on the way. <laughs> nice. uh, so somebody that's done it before clearly knows how much of a task it can be. But uh, yeah, so I was talking about it last episode, how I've been separating things into the good weather, bad weather folders in my little micromanaged <laughs> schedule now. Um, I have one more day of decent weather, and then it's supposed to be rainy and shitty and windy. So... Game plan today, and hopefully by the next time we record, I will have the windows redone, and it'll be watertight for the most part, question mark. I'm aiming for that. As long as it's just it's kind of back together and water won't leak in through the broken windows and all of the open paneling, let's hope. That's the game plan. But that's been it. I've just been doing fucking Airstream restoration. It's awesome. Nice. Sounds good. Um, although, one thing I will say, they definitely had uh, stainless steel back then. They just. I, I think I'm thinking it's like a um, what do we call it issue with the electrolysis between the steel and the aluminium? Yeah. Um, fuck. Well, I, you know the word. Get, yeah, because you get it on that thing. Land Rovers all the time, and I can't ever remember the fucking name. Um, but yeah, where the the two metals. Galvanic corrosion. That's it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, which is an absolute shit. Basically, you um, just made a massive battery. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a pain in the ass. So they might have originally actually been stainless, but they're now fucked. Um, uh, haha. Okay. I've seen this before. This is, yeah. I've seen the, the chemical or the whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, go on. Yeah. Uh, Al, what about you? What have you been up to? Uh, I do have a sheet good related wound injury. That's also <laughs> to do with the weather. Um, so last week I was talking about it, it being nice and we could go in the garden and start clearing all the shit out and getting rid of all the dead plants and stuff. Well, a storm soon put shit to that last week and there was a huge storm. I don't know what it was like down in France, Steve, but up in the north it was fucking horrendous. Um, the entire time. Bonnets ripped off cars, cats and dogs living together in peace. Um serious. <laughs> Tiles off the roof. Um, yeah, gutters ripped off the side of my fucking newly rendered house. Um, and the carport that I built completely ripped off the roof. Oh, and, yeah. Um, and totally shattered in a thousand pieces. 
but as is tradition, we kind of are a little bit more uh, opportunistically minded at the Hack Shack and decided to then just take all the wood and timber and instead build like a fence and a gate for the dog so the dog can go in the garden and not escape. And I've like it can roam around and I've closed off all the kind of places that it could escape from because it's, yeah. it's a tall dog, so I needed a lot of wood. Yeah. Um, and there was one little corner in the back that it could also sneak through, and there's an old roofing sheet down the back of the shack that wasn't aluminium but probably was like asbestos. Um, <laughs> I definitely sliced my fingers open on it, um, nice. and just use that because it was like corrugated, and I just use that to kind of bend it around and make like a nice little sort of curved wall in the back corner so now i've got a dog proof garden the dog can go and ruin all the grass by pissing and shitting on it and uh, getting all the plants up um but at least you know it won't piss in the house not that it pisses out but now it's you know now it's allowed outside which is nice for a dog now it can roam free it can roam relatively free in the garden four times the length of its body (laughs) um (laughs) uh it's like world i've got a lovely gate and fence and stuff um and uh also uh it was kind of the last um boy scout for want of a better um movie related reference um so it was kind of my last foray with the scouts at the weekend um and it was a nice kind of leaving the nest moment because they were doing their independent camp where they don't need you anymore Mm. um and I was just kind of there just in case one of them set themselves on fire, which they're not going to do because they're really shit scouts and would not be able to start a fire. So <laughs> they, were, they were safe. Um, and then and that was the end of that. Um, I was really hoping you were going to say that, you know, they, they were all really good and they'd learned their lessons oh, and they God, were brilliant. No. But no. None of them died. That was the objective. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking awesome. Um, yeah, that sounds like a, a pretty productive hmm. week, all in all. Um uh yes what have i been up to well, steve what have you been i've, I've, I've been waiting enthusiastically asked enthusiastically asked. 32 minutes <laughs> uh well you've seen one of the things which was i got a stamp uh yes. which i've already had uh, a couple of designer friends criticized for the fact that i put dot com on a separate line i was like that's the point it's because it's, it's the things and it's laid out and yeah, yeah. but um but yeah, so I've I wasn't uh, one of those people. No, because I'm no. not a friend. <laughs> dick. Uh, yeah, so I've uh, I've got this uh, stamp done, which was nice, um, and I've also got my context. Steve, for... what is the stamp for? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you yeah. mean you had a little? You've got, uh, like so because I uh, I don't have stamp. business cards or anything like that. Um, and I needed something quick and simple that I could just knock up and I could use uh, recycled. I wanted to be able to use recycled materials if I want to, or if I want to get some nice ones done up, have them embossed. Um, but just as a stopgap, got these, uh, got a rubber stamp made up that's just got uh, name, Instagram, email, website, phone number, all on it. Super, super simple, um, but just done in a nice way so that I can just stamp that on stuff cut it into um squares and use that to give to people and generally it's going to be kind of like um it'll be one of those where i've already initiated the conversation and it's just a case of giving someone my contact details so i didn't want something that's like overly 
designed. I didn't want to spend a huge amount of time and money on it. I just wanted something simple that I could just give to someone and be like, right, here is a way to contact me to continue the, the discussion we've already had. Um, so yeah, uh, it, yes, go. Debossed. Embossed. Debossed. Is it debossed? I thought debossed is when it sticks out. No, that's embossed. A stamp kind of does, because it kind of debossed yeah. it a little bit, doesn't it? Boop, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought when you when you showed me it, they had been letter-pressed. Ah, quite that's a, good. You, you had quite a bit of purchase on there, so or maybe you just yeah. hit it really hard. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking go on. Um, yeah, so, uh, stamp. Um I got my accommodation sorted for next month, uh, although I'm still looking for somewhere slightly cheaper. Um, but that's a massive load off mine. That, that, that means that I am definitely not going to be sleeping on the streets. Um, and uh, also actually did some productive, like, makery stuff for a change. I know. Uh, so I've got some um, knife blanks that have been kicking around for several years um that i've just haven't had the chance to do anything with uh including one that will eventually be going to everyone's favorite scandinavian um terrier uh or terj uh and uh, there's a little callback see it's good uh and yeah like it, like uh they needed um some work I, i'm not with it today if, as you today. might be able to tell fuck off today um, just this time uh and yes, it's so it's uh, a couple of folding knives. So I had to do all the kind of profile stuff beforehand um, to get that sorted. So they're now done. They are heat treated and ready to go. There's a couple of like laminate blades that are heat treated and ready to go. Um, and it's just nice, kind of just making a bit of progress and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other good thing, which uh, will be when this comes out, will be like two weeks late. But it's Pancake Day on Tuesday, and uh because cue the mid marion song yes exactly every year um uh but because um my sister doesn't have the kids on tuesday night uh we had pancake day uh yesterday which was sunday um so i went around and uh an egg and milk smoothie no you can get gluten-free flour you don't need gluten for pancakes you don't need gluten for pancakes. They're, they're bound together by the mm, eggs. Yeah, no. Um, dairy-free cheese is delicious. <laughs> That's got nothing to do with this. We're talking about gluten, not cheese. Yeah, so made a massive stack of pancakes and ate them all and encouraged the kids to do things like cut up Mars bars and put them in the pancakes. Mm. You slice them down the like long ways and then you can... And then they melt really nicely and it's, oh, it's good. Um... And the other thing that I did, uh, obviously, by the time this comes out, I think... Uh, Milky yeah, Way. Oh, I haven't seen... No, I no, didn't see no, Milky Way anymore. No, it's, it's, the Americans call Mars Bars Milky Ways. It was just to help Wait, them what? understand what you call a what, what What do they call a Milky Way, then? Uh, Three Musketeers. What? No, Three Musketeers so, doesn't have caramel in it. Yeah, no, that's Milky, Milky Way. Way. Yeah. Pay attention, brat. <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> um, I was trying to help you. <laughs> uh, yeah, the other thing that I did by the time this episode comes out, um, uh, my good friend Joe uh, will have left 
the forge and will be on his working on his own um and i've been helping him set up the workshop and do a few other bits and one of the, <laughs> one of the things that i did um this weekend was do a load of uh, photos with him uh, so basically went to the workshop took loads of photos um of both the workshop and of him and also of everyone that's going to be kind of helping there um for the website and it was just, it was really fucking nice just getting the camera out again and the thing that uh that kind of made me do a bit of a stop and go oh i know what i'm doing here um was the fact that uh sam um is one of his friends uh had the i've said um and ah so many times i'm re- i'm for context not- when we started this podcast we used to go in and edit it out every time you said um ah and like no we didn't you I, two did yeah. i never did we yeah <laughs> yeah the people who actually edited, edited the show Wait, hang on <laughs> no, no, I mean, as in in the the description of the word edit not just listen uh, back to it and then <laughs> uploaded it <laughs> let's say that the first fucking 300 episodes <laughs> never had it in um oh, you can change the audio levels all oh, right That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck off um <laughs> fucking dick uh anyway um yeah the thing that really uh impressed me uh, impressed me no thing that really surprised how uh, fuck it, i'm gonna start the sentence again the thing that surprised me was the fact that when we were doing it, um, Sam went in first and, and took a few photos with Joe's camera and then tried using my camera. And uh, he kind of like looked at me and was like, oh, they're really washed out and this isn't quite right. And uh, can you help? Um, so I just took over and got my camera out and just changed a couple of the settings, took a couple of test shots and was like, right, okay, that's not quite right. Adjusted that slightly and just very quickly went from having a a photo that was framed exactly the same um but went from being a kind of unusable terrible looking photo to something that was actually quite nice and and usable um and the fact that even back when i uh was taking photos regularly i um I wouldn't always be able to use the images straight off the camera. I'd have to do a, a considerable considerable bit of editing in like Lightroom or something afterwards. Um, but these ones, quite a few of them, you, we could potentially just use straight as they are. I'm going to do a little bit of tweaking anyway, but they're, um, they're quite nice just straight out of the camera. And it's literally just the fact of knowing the settings and having an ND filter and that was it. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, and I think it, it, we could just talk a little bit about uh using the right settings and i'm going to pass it over to one of you guys because obviously i can't speak today today al give it a whirl yeah i mean um as much as we joke about like using things in the way they're not supposed to be used and and you know a tool is just however you want to use it the more i experience in this sort of realm of making and crafting and whatever specific uh, genre of tools we're using, <laughs> I find that the settings make a fucking world of difference. Yeah. Um, way back when I, I got one of those um, old hand planes off Ben at Yandles. Yeah. Um, just just the, the beauty of going, oh, when you dial it in and you understand what you're doing, it's incredible. Yeah. And, and funnily enough, Steve, you bring up pancakes. Um, the problem people have when they're cooking proper pancakes, not the fucking stodgy little 
I was going to say we're we're talking like crepes, natural pancakes. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the lot of the problem people have is not dialing it in right, and the there's nuances to everything, and it's not just one setting. It's the same with the camera. You know, it's your 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 aperture, it's your 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 speed, it's your ISO, it's your lighting, it's you yeah. know too much lighting, need a filter. All those little things come together, and you need to know them all, and you need to tweak them all at once. Um, same with the pancakes. You know, it's like. Yeah. Your batter's too thin, your batter's too thick, your pan's too hot, your pan's not hot enough, there's not enough oil in, there's too much oil in, and all those things are going to make your, your pancake yeah. either stick, burn, slop around, be stodgy, you know, and you've got to get it right. Yeah. And But the beauty is when you get it right, it's easy. Mm. And that's the thing. It, like, it's not about perfection. It's not about, oh, look at this photo, it's beautiful. It's like, no, I didn't have to fuck around. I didn't have yeah. to do any post. You know, I didn't have to take 10 shots. Uh, it wasn't blurry because they were moving too fast. It's like, because I got the lighting right and the timing right. It make when you get the settings right, it makes life easy. And it's, yeah. So it's not about like um, mastering the art or the knowledge or anything like that. It's like, no, if you put the effort in, it makes life fucking easy for yourself in so many ways. Not just that the, the end product is better. It's like using a sander at the right speed. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck, the amount of people you see, like, try to push a fucking orbital sander. It's like, no, 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 no. You're not meant to be doing the work. The sander is. And it's either too fast or too slow. You've got the wrong grit, you know, and it's like you're trying too hard. Yeah. Mm. And I think it's it's really easy for people to think that, oh, I just use one setting, like, or get get it up. Yeah. Put it on auto. (laughs) Fuck it, yeah. But like for for tools and things like that, like it's just, I just use a single setting. Like, I set it up once and I'm never going to need to change anything again. Like, no. Every every time you use it, you might need to tweak it a little bit. And knowing what those settings do yeah. means that you can um, like tweak them, and you can go. Actually, it needs a little bit more. Like welding, it's like ah, oh, I need a little bit more speed on the wire, or I yeah, need yeah. a little bit more voltage. Welding is a great one. Um, and and like because one of the things when I did the the Lightroom class with um, the guys from the uh, Facebook group, one of the things I said to them is go in pick a setting and push it to its extreme just see if you can make the picture what you like just using that one setting just see what it does see what happens if you go all the way to the positive and all the way to the negative because then further down the line once you've done that with each setting you'll know like actually this is a bit too much contrast i need to knock it down here or i need a bit more shadow or i need a bit of this or you know i want to make it a bit warmer or actually a little bit of purple tint is going to make that really pop or whatever yeah I mean, welding's a great one. So I, I, I learned on stick where your only setting is like, <laughs> is it if you turned it up or turned it down? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you could argue that you move, yeah. you, you move the rod a bit quicker. But um, the second you get to like MIG, you've got all these variables. Yeah. And it's like, fuck. Um, and the, my, my, my one takeaway is use the settings you're given, but don't live or die by them. Yeah, because you know one man's eighteen gauge is another man's sixteen gauge, and one mm-hmm. you know, and and the it's like it's like bread dough. It's like oh, I followed the recipe, but the bread was a bit stodgy. It's like yeah, because yeah, you live in a more humid environment, or that flour might have had more gluten in it than that flour. And it's like you can't you cannot like baking. You cannot follow the fucking recipe. Yeah, mm-hmm. what you need to do is follow the recipe once, see what fucked up, do it again, learn from the next time, and go right. I know that I need to put more water in, or I don't need. I don't. Even, so when I make bread, I don't even measure anymore. Yeah, I just I feel put water in until I know the consistency I want, 
because that will get me the end product. If you follow any recipe, it's not going to work, and you're going to go, I tried that recipe, it was crap. Yeah. Whereas if you go, like, I'm trying to weld through 30-year-old Japanese wafer-thin steel without burning burning fucking massive holes in the sills, and this this welder will only go down so low, <laughs> it's like, right, well, I need to fucking move fast instead. Yeah. You know, and, and I need to change my speed, my hand speed, not the wire speed, Otherwise, I stay stay in one place for too long, yeah. and 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 some variables are out of your control because I can't crank the um, ISO up anymore, or I haven't got a faster shutter speed, or my lens doesn't let in enough light. You yeah. know, my aperture is too small. So, like some of the settings, you don't have the luxury of it. So you have to then go right. I know exactly what that one will do. That one's locked in. Yeah, that one's in the bank because there's never just one setting. I've never yeah. come across a tool. That only has one set, even if it physically has one sitting on it, like a sander, right? My sander's got, you know, it's got yeah. two speeds, right? My Ooh. sander doesn't. There's <laughs> an old school reference. My sander's got like a speed dial, but like that's yeah. not the only setting. The setting is also how fast you're moving, yeah. how much pressure, how much you're pressure you put on it, yeah. what grit you're using, what fucking wood it is. Is the wood covered in fucking polyurethane, which is going to gum up the sander? It's like all yeah. these things are variables. Um, but you've got to go one at a time, and I think I think that example of yours with the with the camera is a great one, mm. where you go understand that one variable, that one setting, and then go from there. Yeah, because and I think what you said as well, like the fact that sometimes you are going to be limited by the fact that you know one setting will only go up or down to a certain extent, yeah. and if you know what the other settings do, mm. then you can. So, well, I can't, I can't make it go any slower. So what yeah. can I do? Right. Well, you need yeah. to move faster then. Yeah. Or you need to, you know, if you're shooting um, with a camera, for example, like, right, okay, well, I I can only open the aperture this much because it's it's not a particularly fast lens. So, right, I've got to crank up the ISO, but if I do that, I'm going to start getting it grainy. So I've got to increase the shutter speed. But if I increase the shutter speed, it means that if I'm trying to capture something that's still, like, right, okay, that's fine, I can do that, but I've got to put it on a tripod. Mm. Or... If it's something that's moving, like right, well, I need to make sure that I move with the camera, uh, with the subject, yeah, so that you keep the thing that's moving in focus and the background goes blurry, which can look fucking brilliant. And I love doing that kind of photography, especially with cars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but fuck, it's hard to do because you've got to be ah. so. Um, so open. So as is with most fucking cases with this with this little triumvirate we've got going on here. Up until this conversation, I've always seen that as a really fucking irritating thing mm. where I can't turn the welder down any lower. Yeah. And it's like, where, where, where? My welder only goes down to where, where, where. But it's not. What it is, it's a, exactly it, how you sound. It's an opportunity for you to then learn what the other things do. Yeah. Instead of relying on that one setting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I just rely on shutter speed when taking shots because i'm just trying to capture things that either move or don't move <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. it's like well what if your dog's moving really fast <laughs> yeah what am i going to do it's like right now how do you think out of the box tripod you know wider lens higher iso like well, all those yeah. things are going to help you yeah it's i mean it's like the 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 shots i was doing for for joe like i ended up um rather than doing what i normally do which is adjust the the aperture or the iso because the iso on that camera i can't I'm not adjusting about that. But, yeah. Um, the, uh, the aperture, I didn't want to open fully wide all the time because I wanted to try and get some um, 
like some longer depth of field rather than a short depth of field. Um, so I wanted to have the aperture quite open. So it's like, oh, fuck it. I'll change the shutter speed. So at least that way I'm controlling how long it's it's getting the light. So I can I can keep an eye on it. I can make sure that the uh, the ISO is at like 800. So I'm, I know I'm getting enough light and I'm, I can adjust everything else. Um, and it, I mean, it's like fucking cooking. So like fucking cooking. It's always fucking cooking. Like my oven, I it doesn't matter what temperature it says. It it's just on or off. Like my as far as I'm concerned, my <laughs> oven doesn't have a temperature code. Because it's I don't trust argue. It. <laughs> but it's so it always gets turned on to 220 and it's just I'll adjust the cooking time based around that. Um because I mean unless I'm slow cooking something, it's just it's not that accurate. So it just goes on onto whatever. And uh, Riley's just coming, so I'm just going to go on mute and let you guys talk for a second. <laughs> okay, my turn. I was going to throw in uh, a bit of a variable Ooh. in terms of these settings and knowing Ooh. the tools, which was um, because we work with different types of tools. Steve is talking about cameras and photography and video. Al, I feel like the welder is a really good example, but how do you deal with things that don't have settings? So, <laughs> so I'm, were... I'm talking specifically about like my tool of the week. Not that I'm going to shout it out at the end or anything, but the tool that's been the MVP this week has been a cat's paw, yeah. like standard demo tool, right? It's called a cat's paw. It's a crowbar looking thing or whatever. I've used it a million times. Absolutely worth the whatever, $10 or whatever I spent on it. They're just great. They're great. They have, physics components to them they have shapes to them that work for specific reasons so those don't have settings in the sense of what we're talking about but what do you think about knowing the settings of those kind of tools i mean like i, I just very quickly al i would say that the settings are in basically how you use it so it's how hard you swing it or how much leverage you put on it yeah, and if you want to increase the leverage, you know, you stick a scaffolding pole on the end so you've got more leverage or whatever. Like that's that's where your settings are. Mm. So yeah, and obviously I'm not going to talk to you two about hammers because you know a million times more than me. But I remember watching. I think it might have been Keith Descent, and I'm not going to give him too much um, airtime because we <laughs> we talk about him too much. Yeah, um, and I think he was restoring like a grandfather grandfather's handsaw. Just a yeah. panel saw, beautiful old panel saw. And up until that point, I did not think that a fucking panel saw had settings, but it does. Yeah. Every single part of the anatomy of that handle and the way it's designed, the lovely little curve bit that goes on your thumb and everything is all about different settings and how you yeah. grip it and the bit that you put pressure on and you put more pressure on that side and it gives you more purchase there versus, you know, straight cuts versus power. And all these tools that have been designed for hundreds of years, simple, like, fucking demo claw hammer, you know, there are different parts of that hammer you can use for different, re you know, for different purposes. It's not just the bit at the end in the middle. You know, it's like everything's got, and, it, and it's not by accident. You know, they've mm. been designed in a way that you can go, actually, I'm going to use the round edge of the hammer. I'm going to use the flat face. I'm going to use the, and it, yeah. I can hold it further up, higher down, get more purchase, get more weight, you know, or more accuracy, like seeing Steve, hunched over an anvil and tapping away, you know, holding holding it really close to the shoulder. 
mm. or full on swinging and it's right lower down. So this this one tool, one setting tool, actually has almost infinite settings. When you yeah. think about it, like a hammer, you can hold it wherever you want. Yeah, that's on, a whatever, really... ang- on whatever angle. Yeah, that's a really really. Don't good be way. limited by the settings that someone in Japan wrote on a little bit of plastic in numbers <laughs> to tell you that you can only go from one to five. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I I think that's a, that's a, a fucking brilliant analogy. Like, because I was going to use uh, an axe and basically say exactly what you've said, like about the fact, you know, you can get your hand right up, choke it, and you can use that for schnelling, or you can, you know, have it right down the bottom and use it for proper swinging and taking out trees and shit. But I think, yeah, yeah, when when it comes to analog tools like that, it it does become a case of how you use it. You can use an axe and a lag. um how you use it becomes the the settings um have you guys seen the thing going around right now where people are realizing you can put a nail in the back of a claw hammer and set the nail with the claw hammer i'm like no one would do that 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 comes around every like six i dropped another one keith yeah (laughs) that's 500 nails today (laughs) um Oh, this, yeah! Like this, this mystery setting that I don't know. I've no, seen that, so that that the, the, there is a, a bullshit line where it's like, "Did you know?" And they show you like the the little fucking thing in the middle of a pizza delivery yeah. box. I like, no, that's not what that's for. Yeah, that has yeah. one purpose. It's not yeah. a tool with settings. No, <laughs> stop lying on the internet. <laughs> no, I think um, you've been uh, using the ATM wrong all this time. Yeah. <laughs> Like those, those fucking the, the hacks that people put up that just that it's not a hack. Not You're just hack. using the tool the way it's meant to be used. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I don't have a, a, a segue. Um, and I do you have something else to bring up? I wasn't done. No, okay, wasn't yeah, done. you carry on. Okay, well, another. Another aspect of what I've been working on and and realizing the tools I have available to me and the different settings that certain things have. Like, do you know when you should use an impact driver versus a regular driver, drill driver? Yeah. And nowadays, most of them come with kind of the dual settings, right? Where you can turn it on to drill mode or hammer drill mode or impact mode. So even though they have different settings like that, Mm -hmm. I have used three different drill guns in the last couple of days because each one has a better setting for the yep. thing that I'm trying yeah, to yeah. use it for. And so it's it's not necessarily going to be everybody's jam. Like you're not going to have multiple versions of the tools. I have accumulated them over the years, but I have realized that the uh, rigid uh, regular driver that I have that doesn't have an impact setting is like beefier, has more torque, more power, everything about it. That's the one I want to use if I'm really wrenching down on something um, or drilling holes. Because aluminum's easy enough to drill holes in anyways, but doing it with my little Ryobi one over and over again, it's like it's so light and so fast. It's like, <laughs> and it just shoots a hole, and I'm like, well, wait, I didn't need to do that because I, I wasn't supposed to go through the second layer. I just needed to barely... So I'm using one tool for that that has what I think are better settings for the task that I'm doing. Then again, I have uh, additives and accessories. You know, I have the little L-shaped thing that you put in the front of a drill that will then accept mm, yeah. bits at a right angle. 
And that thing's kind of got its own settings. Like it is a one use to it has one purpose. It's to change your bit to 90 degrees, whatever your tool is. So I put, but, I put at the start of this conversation, I put I wrote down thanks, Jazz. Um do accessories count as settings? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I feel like they almost might because it could it could take your thing from only having zero to five settings that now has a sixth setting or it has a sixth option. Um, if I wouldn't have been able to do fucking half the work I did to the subfloor without that little right angle thing. Mm -hmm. But I also know they make like a snake version yeah, that's yeah. kind of bendable or wobbly or whatever. I don't have that, but I feel like the gear reduction is better in that <laughs> little thing that I've gotten. It moves correctly. I have no idea. But now, now I'm starting to realize that although I have one tool that should cover all of these different purposes, I feel like the settings between, as similar as they are, learning the settings of each one, I'm starting to realize like that's what that gets used for. Yep. That's yeah, yeah. what that one gets used for. Yeah. And that's where you end up with four Makita drills. Yeah, yeah. For what for one job, and you're like, yeah, that's for countersinking, that's for drilling, yeah. that's for putting the hole in, and that's there you go. And I mean, like, it's funny you say about the accessories because that's um, that then can become a limiting factor on what your other settings are. So, for example, like if you're using a uh, a router, obviously you're going to have different um, bits in it. You know, they might need to go in at different speeds depending on what wood it is and and all of that. Or you know, if you're using a angle grinder um like one of the reasons why um sorry i can hear riley licking a bowl in the background and it's just this going across the floor uh yeah so um why wheels an angle grinder brilliant brilliant thing but one of uh one of the things i don't have any on any of mine but i really wish i had is a speed setting so i could just turn it down a little bit because the, picking the bits of fucking metal out of your clothes for the next three weeks. Well, it's yeah. not even. It's not even that. It's just the fact that it catches a bit less. So you can actually clean more efficiently at a lower speed because it's not constantly trying to jump out of your hand. Um, but yeah, it's not necessarily a setting that you need to change. So you can, you can still use it at full power, but it's a really useful thing to have. And that, that's like going back to what you were saying earlier on. Like sometimes it's not always about like maximum setting of everything like sometimes actually you want to take everything down and just um use things at a lower speed to be more efficient mm. i like this i like this because two of the drills that i was talking about uh actually do have you know like a one two three setting on the back of them so it's just faster it's just what speed you're going to i don't think yeah. they're actually complex enough like the ryobi one i don't think it's complex enough inside to do like a gear torque ratio on the, the speed. My, my Nikita is so if you put it on the lowest speed, you get more torque. Okay, yeah. all yeah. right. Well, I I was gonna bring it back to uh, Steve's initial discussions about cameras and things like that. I like uh, I like that variable in there that certain settings will limit the mm. usage or or they will change the other settings around because cameras are more often than not you get kind of a standardized. Camera body, it's got the settings on it for shutter speed, aperture, ISO, blah, blah, blah. Well, what happens if you invest in a prime lens? Yeah. Or something that has 
no image stabilization versus image stabilization, you know, or does it have a zoom of any capacity on it? All of those different things can really shift around. And if you haven't learned the other settings, like you're not going to understand how to uh, then like benefit from the usage of a, a prime lens can be a glorious thing if you're doing video, right? But for photo, it, it also has its advantages and disadvantages. I feel like if I throw too many bells and whistles and accessories on certain tools that I have, I'm really limiting half of it when we talk about settings, half of the limitations would just be, can I fucking lift it afterwards or move it afterwards? <laughs> I picked up, I picked up the Ryobi framing nailer that I recently found out that they had. I picked it up and it weighs a lot of pounds. It's very, very heavy and good on Ryobi for creating a, on their battery platform. It's a framing nailer. Like it'll shoot the hell out of a really big nail when you're doing framing the thing is the other companies that are like yeah it's neat that you have those and you have different settings and stuff like that well we have is a framing nailer that weighs a third of that and people will use it for 12 hours a day and spend more money on it because it's like we we put limitations on our settings you opened the floodgates for everybody but nah, ours is actually better for trade workers maybe yours is good for somebody making a a crap table over a weekend. Well, yeah, but but if if a guy's just nailing two by fours all day, he doesn't need any settings. Yeah, it's one nail in one material all day. Yeah. Precisely, yeah, so you get that set set and and you're good to go. But just to loop back to what you were saying about the the cameras and the lenses and and everything else, like obviously, um, when you when you use a different lens, that's going to have a different uh, f stop number, which is um, the aperture. So it's the the accessory that controls that setting. It it controls how high or low you can put that setting um so you've got to remember that when you're using um when you're adding that on like what does that accessory mm -hmm. change um but one of the things you said like the fact that you know you, you you're wary of adding too many things on um and i think that's a really good um point is the fact that you should kind of uh understand what the settings do before you try adding on things to fix those problems um so I know some people that will go like, well, I, I'm not taking very good photos, so I need to buy a more expensive camera body or I need to buy a more expensive lens or whatever. Like that's going to fix everything. And No, it's just it, another it's another setting. Yeah, exactly. I, and, yeah, I need a speed light. No, it's just another setting. <laughs> yeah. It, and it, it's that thing of of understanding the the base model, the base settings, being able to not say master, but at least understand what everything's doing. Mm. And then you can go, right, okay, well, actually, for what I'm doing, I I don't need a bigger um, f-stop, but I do need uh, a longer zoom, or I do need this, or whatever. Like, understanding what it is you actually need, rather than just going, well, that guy on YouTube is using that lens, so I'm going to use that lens, or that tool, or that drill, or whatever. And understanding why you you want to upgrade that tool, and seeing if you can do it in the settings rather than just going out and, and buying the, the latest, greatest thing, thinking that that's going to resolve all the problems because I, sorry, go, carry on. I was going to say the very first time I used a circular saw, um, like properly in my adult age, I was like, Oh, this makes sense. Why people have miter saws though. Cause then you can cut angles. And somebody was like, Hey, uh, 
you can adjust the foot nice. and make a 45 yeah. degree cut. And I was like, wait, a, there's a setting for that. Like, yeah. So yeah. the idea that had I just jumped in head first, like you're saying, Steve, and gone, mm, circular saw only makes straight cuts and they're all kind of wobbly. I'm going to get a uh, compound miter saw and spend another couple hundred dollars yeah. on something like that just to get the function of something. If I had taken the time to learn, and also, like, how many teeth are on the blade? Are you making rip cuts yeah. or you want fine cuts? All those little things. Yeah. Do you have what's the little edge uh, controller you can control the width? It's a little arm yeah, that goes yeah, on the yeah, end yeah, of your yeah. material, right? And you go, oh man, I always have to lay down a straight edge and do this. And it kind of sucks. And you're like, oh, there's an accessory for that. Yeah. And that's the thing is like all those settings and accessories and everything else, like th there's, it's very easy to just go, well, this tool doesn't do that thing right because you don't un understand. And I don't mean this in a patronizing way, but you might not understand it. And that's perfectly okay. If it's something that you you haven't spent a huge amount of time with, of course you're not going to. Um, and I think it's it's well worth asking other people that have more experience, is there a setting for this? Or is there something I can do or something I can change to this particular tool to allow it to to make that cut or to do that thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think I brought this up a, a few months back too, but this Russian youtube channel that i'm pretty sure i spiffed i remember seeing one of the guys uh use a welder just a standard mig welder um but he used it to electro etch um by like taking the the alligator clip off of one side and then just putting like a ground wire in or something so he reused the same machine it's it's the same way that people use one of those power inverter boxes and then you have like a red and black wire and you do things with them. He was like, well, yeah, that's exactly what a welder is. So I'm just going to use the settings on that thing and not buy a separate box. And it looks kind of jank when they're doing it, but the science works and he gets to control the amperage and the power feed, right? So because it's feed and speed, he controls everything and he needs to on the welder, but he's electro etching which it seems like there should be another tool dedicated to that. But he's like, it's the same. They do the same thing. It creates a current and you feed it into material. And that's something I've always wanted to try. I, I didn't look into it because it's all, they speak Russian and I didn't quite understand how they were doing that thing. But I want to see if I can make my welder do things like electro etching or electroplating just by using the electrodes and the electricity that I'm feeding into it. Anyways, what are the settings for that? I want to know that there's more even outside of a typical, no, oh, look at all these settings on my welder. It's like, no, there's even more crap that you can do with it. That's an exciting prospect. Sorry. That was just a total anecdote. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to share that with you guys. No, I'm really excited like about this thing then you've, if you've got the graph of settings, you've just then gone, well, now there's a whole new axis to this graph. And yeah. I can go, no, this, now it's the setting for a completely different process. Love yeah. It. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't have a, a, a segue now. This <laughs> is completely through me, but it was a good story though. I like it. Um, yeah. And it, it like, there are, there are a bunch of different things that you, and like you say, you might find that by, changing the settings, changing the accessories or whatever, you find an entirely new use for a tool because when you fuck around with settings, that is spiffing.
people that we think that are spiffing. Sweet, in which case, Al, have you got an order? Yeah, it's Baz. Baz, which means, Brett, you're first. Yeah, well, short spiff, but well-deserved, and total re-spiff, also previous guest of the show. All of those things. I wanted to spiff and say congratulations to Soph. We're all very happy Woo! for you. Congratulations, Soph. Um, I, I have loved watching her journey over the years, and she's just such a delightful person. And she shared some really wonderful news recently. So if you don't follow Sophie, you should be. And um anxious to see what the rest of your journey is going to be like. Nice. That's it. Spiff, good. Short, sweet, just like Soph. Good. Uh, good Spiff. Yes, Soph, congratulations. We are all very happy for you. Um, uh, was it Baz? In which case, Al, you are next. I've got a slightly taller, equally sweet re-Spiff. Um, <laughs> and it's in the form of everyone's favorite Scandinavian. Ellen. Hey. Um, so Ellen made a video about uh, repurposing some old stamps, and it made me so happy just seeing her happy and just how satisfying it is to use an old school, um, like, chicken, 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 one of them stamps. You know the one. Oh, right. So, yeah, I was like, well, because like, in my head, I was thinking of postage stamps. See, this, like, is, this is the thing, Steve, when you yeah. were talking about stamps earlier. Yeah. One man's stamp is another man's stamp. Um <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it's a really fun video. It's short and sweet, um, but it gets to the point, and you could see the satisfaction through the medium of YouTube. And she was dialing in the settings with the thickness of the foam and how much it turned round and the, the edges of the, the stamp and stuff like that, and it was very satisfying to watch. So nice. go check it out. I I approve. I will have to check out that video. Uh, hi, Riley. Um which means it's me. Uh, I have got a bit of a random spiff. Um, it's uh, a YouTube-based podcast um, that's a couple of uh, women from Australia uh, just sat around chatting. I've only watched one episode because uh, I was watching it today whilst I was um, editing a little short video for Joe. Um, and it was just really good, like, background noise um obviously they are australian so there are a lot of c-bombs because they use it in the same way that northerners use pal um and uh ntsc yeah. in australia sorry it's ntsc in australia um little video call back there little, yeah, little format yeah this is very good uh but yeah the the latest episode um was loosely based around Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's it was good fun. It was like, it's so nonsensical and so kind of uh, not unscripted, but like tan, 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 not tangential, but like goes off on random tangents uh, that you don't really need to be listening to the whole thing. Because it's genitals because they're Australian. They, uh, but yeah, you don't really need to be listening to um, like, there's not a central theme running throughout it. It's just lots of little random funny bits. Um, so it's good kind of background stuff. If you're doing other things and you like, Oh, what's it called? What's it called? Uh, Two fair maidens. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I realize now I didn't actually, uh, shout out say the name um but yeah uh it's good fun go check it out um they're like hour-long podcast ones um you can just can, check it on the tv and chat 
Well, two fair maidens? Yes. Can two fair maidens have tan genitals? Yes. Why not? Yeah. This is 2023. Um, yeah. So that's that. Go check them out. Uh, is there any other business? I hope everyone is attempting to watch Last of Us if they can. It's very well done. Yeah. Anything from you, Al? Uh, I'm trying. You're very trying. Um, I'm going to say that as a no. In which case, if you want to find it. Hey guys, uh, Future Steve here. Um, just to let you know, to keep an eye out on the Facebook group for some more information about the Fools with Tools treasure trade, which of course this year is running in the summer, spring, whatever season is coming up, months rather than uh, Christmas, just so that everyone's got a little bit more time to actually make the things rather than doing what everyone does around Christmas and leaving it right until the very last second and being bugged by the organisers because they haven't sent it. Not that I have any personal experience of that because obviously mine are always on time. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you want to get involved in the treasure trade, uh, jump in the Facebook group and keep an eye out for updates in there. Thanks, guys. If you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Networks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al's Shillack Shack! Shellac in the walnut in the Peugeot. Nice. Uh, and if you want to find us as a group, we are FWD Podcast or Fools of Tools in all of the places. Also, you can email us at hello at fwtpodcast.com. And uh, if you want to, then please feel free so that I don't have to just keep reading out Alan's oh, amazing, we've got another, uh, we need, wonderful we need jokes. A, we need a better name for Alan's corner. I know. Uh, right. So this is again from Alan. Alan's uh, almanac. <laughs> like this is this is why it was better when he had his own podcast. He didn't have to <laughs> do it through us. Uh, just been diagnosed with the dreaded peekaboo virus. I've been transferred to ICU. Oh, Alan. Uh, right. So yeah, that's it. So until next week, uh, go out and play with your settings. Play with some settings. Fiddle, fiddle with you. I, you know what? Just do, do whatever. I cannot talk this episode. Uh, I'm sorry. Till next time. We love you. Bye. Bye.